Today's podcast is brought to you by Espo, the world's first multi-team fan engagement platform in the esports sector. Head over to Espo.io today to get exclusive rewards from teams like BDS, BBG, Boom Esports, and more. Espo.io. Win together. wonderful esports fans and welcome to the area of Espo podcast. I'm your host Brendan aka Lefty B and each week we'll be your one-stop shop for esports news and commentary. Joining me tonight as always is Tim. How are you Tim? Hello world of esports. Hello Brendan. Uh, it's good to be here. We don't have producer producer Ty with us though so we're all just you know we're just shooting from the hip. We, we can't even you know we're all in the dark we're using those. We uh, don't have the magic man with us. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to figure that out. I think uh, the magic man's a pivotal part of the show, but I think we'll, we'll manage. We'll we're, manage we're using our those, uh, those, uh, those tin cans with a, a string between them yep. to communicate actually. Yeah. Surprise the audio. Yeah. We're playing so telephone. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, did you, did you do that when you were a kid? Do you like do the, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that much younger than you, Tim. You're, I mean, you're a few years younger. I mean, I, by the time, uh, by the time you were the age that I was, that I was doing that kind of stuff, I'm sure that there were like smartphones or something. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, every but, kid, but whatever. Every kid just had an iPhone at that point. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that, <laughs> well, that, a little... that shit never worked. Like I, I, my mom was, my mom set that up for my brother and I and was like, oh, try this. And we were like, we can't hear each other. No, it was it never worked, but it was always fun to see what the other person thought you said. <laughs> well, anyway, sorry, well, I, di- I digress. <laughs> a little preview of the show for you tonight. First, we're going to take a look back at last week's events, giving you scores, highlights, upsets, all the fun from last week. And then we're going to go into major news. And there's a decent chunk of news this week. and some pretty surprising stuff. After that, we're going to give you a little preview of what's coming, give our predictions, and make some highlights. Hopefully, I don't guess as poorly as I did last week, but you know, we'll we'll see. I you know, I'm going to pretend like I didn't get all the wrong predictions, but you know, no one has to go back and check the footage. I'm sure everybody's and going to go back and check the footage. <laughs> and to close out the show, we'll do our fun little segment that we call Last Hit. If you don't know what last hit is, it's where myself and Tim each get one minute uninterrupted to stand on our soapbox and hype, complain, or talk anything esports. It should be fun, and I really think you guys are going to enjoy everything we have to say tonight. With that said, let's get into it, starting with last week's results. Uh, for me, I'm going to start at my one of my personal favorites in Call of Duty. Uh, Atlanta Phase won the major. Surprise, surprise. I think this is something most people saw coming. Um but I think one shock was in the top four, you had the New York subliners. And I think a lot of people assumed the top four would include a hundred thieves, but they got knocked out and it was a little disappointing, but uh, some great games. Uh, your top four was phase at first Dallas in second subliners in third and optic Chicago in fourth. Um, I know as an optic fan, a little bit myself, a fanboy say i was a little upset to see optic lose there but uh did, did you catch any of that this this weekend so Tim? i i didn't it was my birthday this weekend and i was committing to botteries just kidding i wasn't uh, that, that wasn't the case but i was purposefully not paying attention to anything esports uh even though that's my job 
But um, no, I, I, I didn't. But I read the, I kind of read some of the results and, you know, FaZe uh, dominating, you know, dominating another esport. Um, is anybody surprised at this point? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, it sounded like it was a pretty, pretty solid event. What did you think of it? Yeah, no, I think it was, it was, there wasn't as many technical issues. I think that finally we're past the technical issues of the COVID digital age, whatever the non land age. Um, I think a lot of teams showed a lot of promise and in the same breath, I think a lot of teams struggled, uh, pretty heavily. For example, London Royal Ravens. Now, I do give them a little bit of an excuse. They didn't have their full roster. They were playing without two of their key players as they were mm. stuck due to personal or visa issues uh, in the UK. So th- they have an excuse. Some of the other teams I was surprised of, I think 100 Thieves not getting top four is is severely underperforming for that team. I think that team is one of the best teams on paper and I think a favorite for a lot of the fans as well. But I think overall it was a great event, and I think that in the end, the four teams that deserve to be in the top four made the top four. Yeah. And I think now going forward, we'll just see if some of those other teams can start to match it, uh, match the caliber of play that that those top four were putting out. Because it seemed like there was the top four, and then a pretty big gap there uh, between the rest of the teams. Yeah. I, so hopefully I'm, going forward, they step up their game a little bit. I'm a huge fan of of the Ravens and and hundred. I mean, I, all of these teams are pretty solid, but especially Hundred Thieves and uh, London Royal Ravens. I think I think uh, both of those are great. It's really it is too bad uh, about the Ravens with their roster issues and like personal visa situation. Uh, that's always really unfortunate because it feels like they got like a little bit cheated, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, good showing from FaZe uh, and the rest of the teams in the top four. Um, I'll, I'll have to go back and watch the highlights because I've actually heard a lot of hype about this this major. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely no, there was there was some some fun plays and some crazy moments uh, for sure. And speaking of crazy moments, a smaller CSGO tournament, the DreamHack Masters Spring, um, you had complexity at one. Heroic at two, and the big shock here, Voivoda in third and C9 in fourth. And, you know, I think for a lot of people, the C9 Colossus and and the fans of that team and the the hype that they've been given, I think it's kind of a shock to see them in fourth here in in a major, you know, a major event for a lot of teams and, and for CSGO in general being DreamHack Masters. I think that, that that's kind of a a surprise there to see them in fourth. Uh, I do admit they have been underperforming, <laughs> but uh, I think complexity and heroic did were the two best teams and absolutely deserved it. Uh, but it is rather yeah. interesting to see, you know, Voivoda there at three and C9 at four. I mean, I, here's the thing with C9 and like, so C9 generally has really good rosters. Like they generally have, they're like a well, organized organization like they're with they're well coached they've got a great staff all that stuff um you know their company is really well ran but also i feel like they get a like this situation happens in in every game vertical right in whether it's league or or csgo or whatever where it's they always come up but people are like oh we're calling them to dominate or something and then they come up like just short come up in fourth which fourth that's still great that's still a solid result but um, I feel like this happens in a lot of esports where, you know, maybe cloud nine just has great marketing, uh, to, to, or, or great fan engagement from their fans. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is a story we hear again and again from, from C9. Um, but complexity, excellent, excellent CSGO team. Heroic, also an excellent, excellent CSGO team. Um, so I, you know, these, these results don't necessarily surprise me. Uh, I, I think they make sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure I'm seeing a C9 is great, but again, I think, I think they are frequently overhyped. Yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely. And, and I think it's kind of, uh, partially to their own doing, uh, to be honest with the, with yes. the hype they built themselves. I think that they kind of almost shoot themselves in the foot a little bit, um, but, you know, it's an interesting roster for sure. And I think that they will be st- still one of the heavy favorites in a lot of events going in, even, yeah. even though they have been underperforming. And yeah. also in CSGO 2, there was another event. And speaking of underperforming, uh, one of our team partners, Godsent, uh, with their new roster, did struggle. Uh, I will admit they struggled. But... I think with how young that roster is, I believe that besides two of the players, I believe it's 16, 17 and 18 is the ages of those players. So I think it's really, yeah, yeah, it's really tough to expect them to kind of perform. And yes, it was a small event. I mean, I followed CSGO for years and have I heard of the pinnacle cup? Absolutely not, but whatever, it, it, I think, is is really harsh for some of the fans, especially of Godsent, who came over from the EU days and with this new roster still are supporting the team. I think it's unfair to kind of trash this team already. Yeah. I think it's such a new team and such a young team that that even if they're not performing well right now, I think if you give them time, I think their skill ceiling is, is incredibly high. Yeah. And so, yeah, Godsent, really fantastic organization. Like their their previous CSGO roster was, you know, championship winning roster, right? Like good. They, they were really great. Um, and you have to believe that that organization will not just pick up, you know, five trash players. Um, <laughs> I and, and yeah, they're young. Uh, this is one of the, one of their first major events as an esports team. Um, and it's, you know, it's the same thing in almost every sport. Whenever management changes or there's a huge roster change, you know, there's usually a season or or half a season or a series of games where people have to they have to figure out how to work together because, you know, as much as oh, my phone's going off my bad. Um, as much as people would like to believe that they can, you know, 1v9 a team in CSGO, um, uh, I, I think that it really is a team sport. And once they kind of get their groove in, I think they yeah, you, you nailed it. Very high skill ceiling. And I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, what they can do, and I'm also looking for their, forward to their campaign on Espo. Honestly, like that is that is not even a plug. That is a uh, me being excited to get a Godsend jersey. Oh, absolutely! I'm the merch alone. You yeah. know, not to mention I could I could used to get a little bit better at CS:GO, so yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind a little coaching session or something either. <laughs> but. You know, at the end of the day, you know, like like you said, I think that the skill ceiling is so high on this team. And I, and I think that there is a lot of promise. And going forward, I think that there is a lot to be excited about with this team. And and I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what they can do. Yeah, for sure. In another world, the League of Legends world specifically, you had uh, what was kind of a crazy couple of days across the LEC and LCS. Um one big thing in the LCS being CLG and Golden Guardians are not going to be able to qualify for playoffs. Yeah, and I think that that's that that's kind of a 
for me, it's kind of a shock. Maybe not Golden Guardians as much because I think that's a roster that's historically struggled, especially as of late, um, really trying to build around young players and rebuild. But CLG, I think, is one of those rosters and one of those organizations that has a long history in the LCS and yeah. seeing them struggle so much already and and not even qualify for for playoffs is is kind of a shock and probably pretty hurtful for a lot of yeah. the fans who yeah. have followed CLG for all these years to see them fall. So, you know, the mighty have fallen in a sense, a team yeah. that's been at the top of the upper echelon of the LCS now really struggling and, and down there not even qualifying for playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I've, I've watched a fair amount of LCS and LC, LEC this season. Um, not as much as I'd like to, honestly, I've just been super busy, but um, counter logic gaming, like they've looked decent like they've looked like a good team but they've just like they've had some games and uh you know where you know a team fight just didn't break their way or you know you could see this you know they they're 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 going for a drake or they're going to try to try to try to counter a baron or whatever and they it just didn't come together for them right like they i feel like every kind of point in 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 their matches that i've seen have just kind of not gone in their favor um, and I'd be interested to go back and wa- rewatch like the drafts that they've done uh, when they're picking their champions and and kind of look at, you know, if that's where things went wrong or if it's just like, a, a, you know, a play skill gap kind of thing, uh, you know, TBD. But uh, yeah, it is kind of sad to see them get eliminated. I've always been a fan of CLG. Good. They're, they're a solid team. Um, but I mean, hey, like Cloud9, TSM. Uh, really, really solid teams, both at the top. Although TSM is tied with Dignitas, but um, yeah, I'm excited to. I'm excited for the top of the roster too, honestly. Yeah, no, it, it, it's definitely a crazy season, I think, and and a shock to a lot of people. And I think just one last point on the CLG front, I think it's it's tough to judge that team. And I think plenty of plenty of people who are disappointed with the results will just say team diff and all chat, just team diff, team diff, yeah, team diff. Yeah and blame everything on certain things. But I think I I really do think that a lot of their games have come down to just one, one mistake that's really cost them or really swung the game just, just to an unattainable spot. So I, you know, I think that those, if they can clean up those, those mistakes that are happening and that are seeping into their game, I think that they could be right back to, to one of the, you know, a playoff contending team um, in the future. But with playoff contending teams, we also had TSM versus Cloud9. And the comeback in that game that TSM made, TSM knocked off Cloud9. But if you would have watched the game for the first, really most of the game, you would have said, all right, Cloud9, Cloud9, clearly, yep, sure enough, they're still the best team. They're, they're just, you know, messing around at this point. And, and all of a sudden, they just fell apart yeah and tsm's comeback in that game was fantastic and and again as a slight fanboy of c9 here i was not a fan of it but as an lcs fan i loved seeing the comeback and and watching uh kind of how how that team managed to come back in that game because again from from minute one until the comeback really was complete i did not think they had any business winning that game. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, look, like TSM, like I, so this is a tough one for me because I, like I said, and maybe it's just because I'm a Fairweather fan, but for me, like, you know, and this is a lot of esports fans too. I think the players are are really what draw me to teams. 
Um, and I've been, you know, TSM Cloud9, I've been kind of watching these teams for a while, but like on Cloud9, I especially like Perks, I think really fantastic player. All of them are good, but I especially like Perks, but like, honestly, like Hooney and Sword Art on TSM just looks so good to me this season. Like, I don't know what you think about that, but like those two players have just, they always stand out to me when I see them play. And I'm just excited to see them putting up results. Uh, and that was, you know, that's why we watch L- L- LCS and LEC, right? is like these insane comebacks because it's yeah it's cool to see to see games where it's like oh yeah like that was 20 25 minutes and like one team was ahead by a thousand gold until they were ahead by six thousand gold and then they like won a team fight took baron and took the nexus but um but but seeing these like crazy comebacks where it's like oh that team had an advantage and then like oh my gosh like this insane turnaround in this team fight or oh my gosh like they got this crazy advantage like i think that that's I think that's way more exciting <laughs> than. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and it honestly starts to make me think that maybe that can happen in my games. Um, <laughs> and then, and then it's a FF 15 jungle diff every time, <laughs> but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hope we'll keep hoping that watching the watching TSA managed to make that comeback. We, you know, we can hope that maybe in my games, my really high ELO high skill level <clears throat> games were in um, that, that those things can happen for us as well. Look, look, man, I'm in, I'm in bronze one and I love every minute of it. Okay. I'll get, well, that makes me feel, that makes me feel a little bit better oh. than about my, well, I'm not even going to say mine publicly. I don't even want that out there. Yeah. Well, that's cause you're a coward. <laughs> maybe, maybe so, but Moving on into Valorant, Riot's newest baby child. Uh, We had the rest of the VCT qualifiers uh, finishing up. And over in EU, I think there was some uh, pretty interesting results. Fnatic, G2, and OG all did not qualify for the Masters events. And I think this is surprising because at the beginning of Valorant and for really a while up until these these qualifiers, you saw G2 not even losing a map most of the time. I felt like I felt like they were just so much farther above the rest of these teams. And, you know, here we are where they managed to not even qualify for the biggest event so far in Valorant. Um, It's crazy. But in the same breath, then without them qualifying, you have teams like Team Alliance that made it through. Um, and, and, you know, I think it opens the door for a lot of, a lot of different um, teams to really um, make it through and, and show what they can do on the big stage and not be overshadowed by, by what G2 is doing so early on in Valorant. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think, I think Valorant is, uh, and this is something we were talking about a little bit before the cast where uh, a lot of like, you know, big organizations and old CSGO pros are kind of getting, not old, but like, you know, former CSGO pros are getting into Valorant and, you know, it's like, oh, well, these people are going to be the best, but Valorant is, you know, so different from, I mean, it's, it's pretty different from CSGO. I'll say that. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. In in a lot of ways, like, yes, some of the mechanics, like you'll feel comfy in Valorant if you're from CSGO or whatever, but like, it's still such a new game and such a new esport that, I think that it's extremely possible for for us to see, you know, young blood, fresh talent. Um, And Team Alliance is by no means like a new esports organization. 
But I, I think we're going to keep seeing upsets like this for at least, you know, the next little while. Like, I think I think next season, um, you know, when they have the, the, the next year's worth of, of Valorant tournaments, I think we're going to continue to see upsets like this. That will settle down eventually. Um, like, eventually, all of the best Valorant players will be on the best teams, and that's just the way of things. But, um, yeah, I, I, until then, I'm absolutely loving this Valorant. Uh, I don't know if I want to call it drama, but these, you know, these 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 interesting results i think i'm all about yeah absolutely and and on the you know speaking of interesting results i think you saw tsm getting eliminated again yeah on the north american side and you had 100 thieves qualifying for the masters tournament which then now has cemented the last eight teams for the north american masters you have envy immortals sentinels xset Luminosity Gaming, FaZe, 100 Thieves, and Genji. So I think most of those for a lot of people who have been following North American Valorant are pretty much to be expected. I think maybe you had some people believing that Xset would would not have made it and TSM would have qualified over them. But I think with the way Xset performed uh, in, this, in these qualifiers, I think that they fully deserve it. I think yeah. TSM may have to start thinking about some changes or, or changing something up because, you know, I, I think not qualifying for this event is, is a major, uh, major problem for a team that was, uh, so highly yeah. expected to just dominate. Well, Hey, look, X set is X sets. Awesome. Uh, X set is in is, considering that they're like less than a year old or about a year old. I think X set has put up such incredible results, uh, in, in all the games that they've, they've been participating in. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, they're just going to get better too. So, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised, honestly. Like I, I mean, I am surprised that TSM got eliminated from the whole tournament, but like, uh, I'm also not, I don't know. I just said a whole bunch of words without saying anything, but I'm happy that X set is in, in these eight teams and I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. Absolutely. And, and I think it should be a fun tournament. And I think a lot of those teams uh, have there's a lot of talent there. And I think we're we're um, on track for a pretty exciting tournament. Yeah. With that being said, that pretty much wraps up the results from last week, the major results from last week to cover. Um, so now we're going to move into the news from the past week. And uh, just a fun one that I wanted to throw in here. Uh, Fortnite. Sorry, Epic Games, the people that make Fortnite, to be clear, uh, bought the developer of Fall Guys. Yes. I don't know, Tim, if you played Fall Guys. I know I did. Um, and I think that that this could lead to a lot of pretty fun collabs with Fortnite and the Fall Guys um, characters and things like that. I also think it could lead to uh, some pretty fun games, some party games here uh, in the future. I, again, it's not necessarily esports, but I thought it was, it was something worth noting um, and something pretty pretty fun on the horizon. I mean, hey, uh, I I would consider this esports. Like, so so Epic Games has made. Uh, I can't remember if they own Rocket League or uh, you can get it on the yes, Epic. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they own Rocket League. Uh, they, they made Valor or not Valorant juice. They own Rocket League. They make Fortnite. Um, like they're, they're a huge company. Um, and for like, I feel like I don't hear them mentioned a ton. Um, but uh, you know, they, they own a big piece of the esports pie 
And uh, this doesn't surprise me. You know, the Fall Guys, obviously, with, uh, you know, a smaller budget than this, you know, uh, a company like Epic, um, was able to make uh, was able to make Fall Guys. And uh, I, I think that that studio has a lot of potential. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens now that we have the big budget Epic company behind them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as someone studying game development and, and following the game development scene as much as I do, I think Mediatonic is a, it, the, the company that mm-hmm. made Fall Guys is a fantastic company. And I'm, I'm pretty excited to see kind of what they come out with next. And people may say, oh, they made a, a gimmicky one hit wonder. But I think that the talent on that on that team and the talent that is now behind them in uh, Epic Games. I think that we could see some pretty fun party games coming out of Epic and and Mediatonic, the studio at Mediatonic. Yeah. Well, and I mean, hey, the last thing I'll say about it is, it's like, yeah, it was kind of like, uh, like it was kind of like a, a fad for a while. Like, I don't know of anybody who plays Fall Guys, but it, like it took over the internet. Every Twitch streamer was playing Fall Guys. Um, and it's like, it's still really fun. I just, I lost interest in it personally, but like to make a game that goes that viral and that many people are playing with their friends and just on their own and like, you know, going, Oh my gosh, like so cute. Like there's a certain like, uh, God, I hate that I'm about to say this, but there's a certain like je ne sais quoi, like this X factor that, that people maybe are not considering with this, you know, this game where it's, you need to do everything just right to make a, a simple party game that viral and they've done that. So I, yeah, I'm excited to see, excited to see what happens. Absolutely. And I think it should be, should be pretty fun and we might see some fun stuff coming out of it. Um, moving on in, in call of duty. And I know we, we talked about it at the beginning with the major, but, but something that I think needs to be, needs to be brought up here in the news category is the fact that first off methods, uh, player for ultra, got benched immediately after the major. He was a player with the highest KD for that team and was the best performing player statistically for them in that event. And I just thought it was wild, something to bring up. Uh, I, I know uh, Scump, another pro COD player brought up on a stream, uh, no Zinni, no Winnie, uh, which is a fun little thing about uh, methods there. But but it's just an interesting thing to me. But I think a more interesting thing that came out of the major this weekend was trash talking on Twitter <laughs> and the amount of bashing between the players and between organizations even and and teams that happened after and during this event. I think that people in the community, some people were just like, oh, my goodness, trash talking. How could you? And others were all about it and probably took things too far. Um, I'm just interested to see what your take, Tim, is on this kind of pushback from the business people in charge of these leagues to kind of eradicate, in a sense, the trash talk and the and the kind of banter amongst uh, the community. I mean, I think that's well, I mean, OK, so I think that there should be a policy that should be kind of written out and very clear about like, if you cross X, Y, Z line on Twitter, like it's like Twitter trash talk is great. Like, you know, look at, look at the LEC LCS. Those guys talk trash to each other all the time. 
And it's it's awesome and it's playful and everybody is, knows that we're all just like, you know, we're all just making fun of each other and it's fine because we're all friends or whatever, even if they're not. Uh, you know, Call of Duty folks are a little bit more hardcore. <laughs> and absolutely. Um, so I think I think there should be some rules. Um, and I'm sure that at some point, uh, you know, there will be some sort of clause in all of these contracts that say, oh, and we also have the right to tell you to shut up on Twitter. Uh, or Absolutely. Um, and Absolutely. I, I think I think that that's just uh, I think that's just a business decision. Um, I think that part of the reason people like, you know, personalities in sports is because, you know, you want somebody to get on the mic or on Twitter and say, I'm the MF greatest man. And like, yeah, it's like nobody's better than me. And that's just facts. Like, I think... <laughs> I think that kind of stuff is fine. But when you're like actively tearing down other people and like calling them trash and like, oh, my gosh, you suck or whatever. I think that's pretty far. And I mean, I don't know. It's it, it's something that I'm not like personally interested in. Um, I am interested in you know competitive banter, like I mentioned in the LCS and, and whatnot. But but as far as like tearing people down and like actually insulting them, I don't know. I don't know if I'm about that. No, I, I agree. Absolutely. And I think that it's a it's a fine line and, and something that we probably haven't seen the last of is the conversations around it and, and kind of the the different, like you said, clauses and, and different rules that start to be put in place by these leagues and organizations. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't really talk about methods getting benched, though. What do you think about that? <sighs> It, hurt, it, it, it hurts me as someone who is a fan of methods um, and, and has followed him. I think that it's. It's a tough situation, and I think a lot of the teams still are trying to figure out what's best. And I think that sometimes in the Call of Duty community especially, I think there is for some reason this belief that uh, as opposed to figuring out issues and addressing them as a unit in the Call of Duty community for whatever reason, there is this push of making a change is always the right answer. Mm. And I think it's something that plagues Call of Duty and has really hurt the scene, to be honest with you. I think that it ostracizes a lot of fans and things like that to see their favorite players. For example, you know, Methods fans who are now going to look at Toronto and say, wow, he played the best at one event and you benched him. You know, good luck finding us ever in your streams or, you know, hyping up the team again, you know, and I think which is sad and and not the right answer, but I think that this pervasive issue in the Call of Duty community of making a change is always the best decision is something that, that is really causing issues. You know, for example, CSGO, there's times where teams will lose four straight tournaments and still not make a change. Instead, they focus on figuring out what the issue is and addressing it. Next thing you know, they're back-to-back champions. You know, I think that it's, it's something that just needs to change maybe in the culture or, or in the ideology of the community. But for the time being, I think it's just the reality of it. And I think it, it sucks for a player like methods. Who's had a, had a really good career. I just think he's always had situations like this, where teams make decisions that they believe are best. But I think are often done, uh, they're rather rash decisions. And I think that at the end of the day, um, you know, methods being benched, maybe it pays off for, maybe it doesn't, but I think it really points to a larger issue in in call of duty as a whole. No, for sure. 
Um, I mean, you know, they're to to play devil's advocate slightly. Um, you know, methods getting benched. Uh, I and I'm not super familiar with Call of Duty. I again, I, I occasionally watch. But it is also worth pointing out that just because you have the highest KD doesn't necessarily mean that you're the best player on the team. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. I, I think. No, in, I, agree. In, I think. It, I think in almost every sport, I think there's way too much weight on what your KD is, uh, or, or you know, if if that's you know the kind of kind of you know if you're playing league or Valorant or whatever. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I I I'm actually more curious to look into the situation now. But uh, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, should we move on to yeah. uh, uh, next topic though? Yeah, yeah, no, and 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 it kind of piggyback piggybacks off that one a little bit. Is in Valorant, there was a situation in which the tournament organizers for the uh, Challengers series uh, tweeted that teabagging huh. in game would not be allowed, <laughs> and the G two players. Uh, continued to do it uh, with the support of the owner of G2 who basically said, I'll cover the fines, (laughs) do what you want. And it caused quite a bit of a reaction across everywhere. And and I don't even know where to go with it. It was, it was hilarious. So first of Um, all, first of all, (laughs) T-Mac, So are we just going to bleep tea? No, tea, it's fine. It's, I was like, are we going to have Ty bleep teabagging? Like that would be kind of funny anyway. Um, no. So, so teabagging is a, is a time honored tradition in dating back to the original halo. When I was sitting in my mom's living room, playing Xbox with my friends, we were all, te- we were exactly. all virtually teabagging each other after killing. Yep. And that's just that's just something. And maybe it's it is immature. I will, as a disclaimer, it is extremely immature. But as somebody who grew up in the teabagging era, <laughs> I first of all the the man the the pair on on the G two owner just saying nope, we're gonna continue to do this. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh my gosh, what what a pair on that guy. Um, oh, he he did not. He had no care. He he was all about it and so, i think so, that really that added some fuel to the fire for some people that, that being said there is there is something to be said in in the sense that uh, you know it is it is a sexually impl- implicative gesture uh so there are connotations there that i think is a bit more of a nuanced discussion um I, I you know i mean it could just be that it ends up like spiking the ball in football where it's like yeah people spike the ball all the time they also get like a five thousand dollar fine every time they do it uh right which is absurd the way money works in america but um you know i mean it's i, th- I think it is an issue that deserves more more discussion um and i mean that's up to that's up to g2 and riot i guess but i i do appreciate the 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 boldness of of the G two owner saying, "Nope, we're going to cover these costs." Just yeah, business it, expense that. It was hilarious, and I think it, like I said, it caused quite a stir from everyone on different sides. You know, I, I agree with you, people like us who grew up playing the games. That's what happened. If you if you made a play on someone and you wanted to let them know that you were better, there was no better way to do it. But as you said, I think times have changed, and I think that there's a lot of uh, also a lot of negatives to it. 
that that probably outweigh the the letting people know that you're the better player. Uh, yeah. But again, I think those will all be addressed at a later time. And, and I think that, uh, you know, I think this was just a funny situation and, and, you know, at least gave the, the community a little, a little something to laugh about. Yeah. And I mean, I, yeah, I do, I do encourage more conversation on the subject. I think it's funny, but I also understand the other side of it. Absolutely. And, uh, another thing with riot that that was also made fans talk a lot was the fact that Wild Rift, the mobile version of League of Legends, is coming to North America at the end of March. They finally announced a date, and I think a lot of people were waiting on this as other countries have already had it. I know I've talked to people on our team, Tim at Eastbo, that have been saying, oh, yeah, it's pretty fun. I've been playing it, and I'm sitting over here waiting yeah. for it, having the pre-registration page loaded. Same. Um, same. But I think that it's been announced now, end of March, um, and I think a lot of people are excited. I know I am personally, and I think that it has the potential to to really uh, blow up and, and uh, be something that could be interesting in the future in regards to esports as well. Yeah, I mean, all of the, you know, our team partner, Team Queso, uh, campaign coming later this month, which I'm very excited for, for Rocket League, but... They are they are self-titled and probably rightfully so the kings of, of mobile games and esports. So think PUBG Mobile, um, Clash Royale, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> I know that they're already planning on having kind of a big deal uh, Wild Rift team. So I'm excited to see that. Um, I, I think, you know, basically every every major esports organization is is planning on having this be a, a big part of their organization going forward. And they're taking it very seriously. And I mean, just like anything, just like anything with Riot, it's going to be a big deal. They're a great studio. They're a great studio. I mean, they're a great uh, gaming company. Uh, and, and I look forward to playing it myself personally. Uh, but I think that it, it will be a big deal. And I think that every major esports organization is, is going to be taking place. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen plenty of rumors about major organizations kind of getting on board and and maybe how it will connect with the LCS and the LEC if there will be a, a Wild Rift version of those or, or kind of what comes of that. So I think that the mobile scene is huge, and I think we'll, we'll see a lot of organizations start to dip their toes in it a little bit if they haven't already um, with the release of, of this in North America of Wild Rift. Uh, with that, that ends our news segment of – the podcast and now we're going to move into my personal favorite <laughs> last hit again if you don't know what last hit is and if you skip to this part for some reason last hit is where me and tim will get one minute uninterrupted to talk about anything esports we want and it's completely uninterrupted unscripted we just go and see what we say and with that being said, Tim, would you like to would you like to take the first one here? Or would you would you like oh, me what to? What an honor! Yeah, no, I uh, I can't turn that down. Of course, so I'd love to. Okay, now I'm going to start your timer. And again, we go on go. I'm going to count down, and we go on go. Okay. All righty. Three, two, one, go. All right, so this is something that I wasn't sure if we should bring this up in the show, but it's last hits, so screw it. Uh, so Jay Sinatra Wan, professional professional Valorant player, uh, formerly an MVP of the Overwatch League, has been suspended from the team after his ex-girlfriend accused him of sexual abuse and emotional abuse. 
Um, there have been people on both sides of this. Um, honestly, I'm a hundred percent behind this decision. Um, even so, even if he's suspended while they investigate the situation, and it turns out that it's all made up, which I don't think it is. Um, I think this is a hundred percent the right play. Um, you know, you may have heard the term "believe women" going around. I'm a hundred percent behind that. Believe women first. Figure things out later. Um, basically, uh, this is looking really bad for Sinatra, and I, I, you know, if everything is true, then uh, you know he'll get what he deserves. And I think that the team and the Overwatch League made the right decision in suspending him. I guess I still have time, wow. time on my camera. Oh, that was time. Okay, Woo, that you was time, no, perfect. you timed that. You timed that perfectly. You almost had that perfectly. That was, that my, was really well done. My host senses were going off like bling bling. bling. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think you, you brought up a really important, important thing. And, and I think it's something that um, needs to be discussed and, and is, is something in the community that is uh, incredibly important and, and definitely needs the, the attention of, of the community to really, um, it has no place in esports. It has no place yeah. anywhere. So I think, you know, these, these conversations and, and bringing light to these situations is, is incredibly important. Yeah. One hundo. So I'll start mine now, um, and I have my own timer, and you can time me as well, so you don't, you know, so I don't cheat here. If Got you my eye answer. on the clock, Mister right. Lefty B. Go ahead and count me down. Okay. I'll, <laughs> we're going on go. Am I going to go? We're going on go. go. We're going on go. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. So this goes back to our conversation a little bit earlier about trash talking and banter in the esports community being a negative thing. I, I agree with Tim when he said that there is a line that should not be crossed. Absolutely, 100% fully agree with that. However, I don't think it is as negative as people say it is. For example, in sports across the world, you have the ability to trash talk during the game. You have the ability to trash talk in your post-game interview. You have this capability to let people know that you are the best and that you think it. But I think in esports, this is a homegrown group. It's a homegrown community. Esports does not have to copy sports in every way to become popular. It is popular because of what it is by itself. And trash talking is a part of esports. It has been forever. Getting rid of it takes away from the fact of what made it special going going up is that it is different. It is not the same as sports and it doesn't have to be. And that's okay. It's okay. Trash talk is fun as long as you don't cross the line. Oh, you used up an extra second. I want a second next week. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. That's, you bring up a salient point as well. I, I mean, I think, I think there is a line. Yeah. Like you said, but, uh, yeah, that's a, I think that's a good take personally. Um, uh, we need to start coming up with takes that we disagree with so that there can be more controversy on the show. Yeah. We need to start <laughs> fighting at the end of the show. We're, we're going to have knockout drag out fights is, yeah, exactly. is what we're going to start going for. Exactly. Uh, with Virtually, that said, though, cause you know, you know, well, of course, <laughs> of course. With that said, that concludes our show for tonight. If you listen to Tim and I talk and you were like, hey, you know what would be fun? I want to hear more of that every week. Well, you can. Give us a follow. Follow us anywhere that you get your social media information, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at ESPO Social. That's at E-S-P-O Social. You can find us. You can tweet there. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. 
tell us how dumb Tim is. Tell us how dumb Lefty B is. It, it's up to you. Whatever you're feeling, go ahead. You want to trash talk us? I talked about it. Feel free. This is esports, baby. I actually, I actually don't um, eat or drink um, anything, and I actually just live off of uh, uh, the the nasty DMs that people send me on Twitter. So, um, <laughs> although the <laughs> yeah, actually, it doesn't it doesn't work unless it's in public. Uh, so that I can make fun of you. And then that's how I, that's how I actually get my energy. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, uh, feel free to, feel free to at me at T chamber five at Brendan at, yeah, I don't actually know your Twitter handle. I, I haven't looked at it in like months. So at lefty B 45. There you go. Feel free. Trash talk us all day. That, that, yeah. that was the, that, the theme of the show. Apparently we're going you know with I, it. You know what I want? And I, sorry, I won't go too far into this. We're almost at time, but I want to actually have enough of these trash talk tweets that we have like a hall of fame, like bonus episode. Absolutely. <laughs> we read the tweets. Yeah, we read the video. Yeah, we'll do that. But yeah, so also, you have to send them to us now, guys. We need to make a video. It's requirement now. After you're done heading over and trash talking us on Twitter, uh, also check us out on Twitch at Espo Social. Um, same deal. Um, there's a streamer on there every day uh, around 7 p.m. GMT, which is UK time. Uh, that ends up being around noon or one um, in in the U.S., depending on where you are. Uh, and also, ispo.io is uh, the company website uh, where you can get all sorts of dope fan perks from BBG, Boom, and soon-to-be Queso, and uh, eventually Godsent and F2K and some others. So go, go check us out, and uh, I'll look forward to seeing you wherever we see you on the socials. Absolutely. And with that said, I hope all you beautiful people have a wonderful morning, day, evening, night, whatever it is where you're listening from. And we will see you here next week for another episode of the AOE podcast. And remember, win together.